0: Welcome in to the DMVR Draft Podcast, presented, as always, by DraftKings Sportsbook, the leader in all things sportsbooks, drafts, betting, sports, abs, nuggets in the playoffs, draft coming up, time to get in on that and use the code DMVR with you, sign up. I'm with our guy, Schwanman himself, Jake Schwanitz of DMVR Buffs back and refreshed we waited to do this one for you jake what a pleasure super hyped to get into this wide out class
1: with you it's been a while man i missed this show i missed it quite a lot i can't even remember last time i was on It must be close to a month at this point it's been a while
0: yeah it uh really has been a minute it's that time where i stress out about stacking my board Um, With these final positions that we haven't talked about yet to our good people. Um, And yet I'm reassured because there's always reports of like, even the teams drafting really high in this draft, haven't stacked their boards just yet. So it's that time, man, it's the nitty gritty lots going on. So let's start off with that big odd switch to where we were basically even and, Bryce Young, CJ Strout, trading back and forth on who slightly had a little less juice or more juice from a betting standpoint on DraftKings Sportsbook to be the first overall pick. Now, Bryce, heavy favorite, heavy, heavy, heavy favorite, going minus 450. There was like a month there I felt terrible for saying on this podcast, constantly Hey, Bryce Young right now at plus value to be the first overall pick. Take it. And I felt bad for giving out that advice. Now I'm back to feeling great about it. Minus 450. Boy, does it great feel great to be just your, your tape eval to be justified, Jake.
1: We know ball,
0: man. We We know what we're talking about. We knew. We do known ball lovers all over here. Ball is life for these guys. We do watch it. I mean, it's going to be an outlier pick for sure. The fit with Frank Reich is a weird one, but it being Bryce and then making this trade up for Bryce does give us a little clarity, and that's nice. Houston, on the other hand, is throwing some real wrenches in everyone's plans here, Jake, because there is buzz. I mean, buzz that they're going to ignore the quarterbacks and they're going to go defense second overall. Obviously, Will Anderson being the presumptive favorite if that were the case, but it sounds like both Tyree Wilson And Jalen Carter not to be excluded there. And it still feels like the cards at three are a prime trade back candidate. What is Houston doing or thinking? How would you grade if they ended up uh, using that second overall pick with CJ Stroud staring you in the face? But of course, every other player as well. Um, And they went like Will Anderson or Jalen Carter.
1: I mean, I so I listened to Move the Sticks uh over the weekend and they were kind of talking about this and just talking about what's happened this off season with this team and where the roster stands. Um, you have you bring in D'Amico Ryans as head coach, they gave yeah. him a long contract, a six year contract, just like what Kyle and John Lynch got when they were hired in San Francisco. Yeah. Um, and obviously this is where D'Amico's coming from. So yeah. They were very patient with it, man. I mean, they made the trade for Jimmy G, uh, I believe that was year two um, throughout their whole tenure. And that's how they kind of figured it out. But you look at this roster and it is in such bad shape. And what they were talking about to move the sticks is why not? If one of these quarterbacks doesn't jump out to you, why not just try and build this roster more and then kind of attack quarterback? They're going to be bad next year. I mean, that's not a secret. So you can try for Caleb, you can try for Drake May, all these guys again next year, but... um...
0: Hit the nail on the head there. That is kind (laughs) of the, the big... That's the dirty little lie in this draft is it's not every year you have a Caleb Williams staring you in the face the next year. Drake May, a guy from UNC that people are very high on, where are you on Drake May right now?
1: Sure thing. Uh, we'll, get into all this. we'll get into this when we talk about Josh Downs, but I was impressed. Okay, I was pretty impressed.
0: Okay, love to hear that. Um, Because, geez, this time out, looking ahead, CJ Strout was seen as, like, that's one of these dudes. You don't get a CJ Strout every year. Um, And then on top of that, Marvin Harrison Jr. and Brock Bowers are going to be borderline transcendent wide receiver and tight mm-hmm. end prospects. Because um, that's another one, Marvin Harrison st- stands out when you're when you're doing this exercise we just did. So that is an interesting caveat in all of this. To me, though, CJ would be this would be the best player available um i can understand if you were zeroed in on bryce young you know and just dialed and now it's like okay um i think maybe trading out at that point might be the best call though
1: for sure but i mean the, you look at the quarterback room this was another point that bucky and dj made i mean it's davis mills and case keenum yeah. you can't go into a season like that. Not that's great, so man. bad they did nothing in free agency at the position. Um, it's honestly quite a conundrum, and I couldn't blame them either way if they went Will Anderson or Tyree Wilson or if they went even Anthony Richardson or C.J. Stroud um, just to try and get a guy. Uh, it's right. It's hard, though, man. I mean, I, I get the dilemma, and I think if I was D'Amico Ryans in this front office, i use that benefit of time that I have and just take a great player here. Um, I mean, they also drew comparisons to when they took uh, Mario Williams over Reggie Bush way back then.
0: I um, that came to mind to me as well. Yeah. Um, so, and I mean, some of the nine, you know, like it's an interesting parallel with the Niners as well, because the Niners, as good as that front office has been in building a contender in spite of not having a quarterback, though, they did go all in on, you know, uh trey lance not too long ago mm-hmm. you do wonder in retrospect if that is one of these um franchises that has gotten too cute with going quote-unquote best player available and then in the trubisky draft all we remember is they were such geniuses for fleecing the bears from moving up from two to three and you let the bears take trubisky and they took I think they took Solomon Thomas that draft
1: yeah yep yeah.
0: so oh yeah great use fleece the bears but you blew that third overall pick you took Solomon Thomas after having already taken DeForest Buckner and Eric Armstead back to back years and guess who was taken 10th in that draft you took Solomon Thomas Patrick fucking Mahomes and nope. uh fast forward another year you have a ninth overall pick and you go with Mike McGlinchey look it's worked out for McGlinchey But again, uh, that same draft, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson went after that. So you do want, you know, I mean, that's the, and we saw it here in Denver where John Elway got a little too, you know, you start, it's, if you start to wait for finding the perfect quarterback prospect and you're gun shy every time, and it's kind of where the Colts are at right now, with the mm-hmm. fourth fourth overall pick, everyone praised them up and down every move they made. They're such geniuses. Well, now they had to fire just about everything. Ballard's on his last leg and has to go all in on a quarterback now. Panthers, same thing, you know. Now they had to go all in. So you do want sometimes you can get too cute and too gun shy, and you, you're gonna like these these guys show up on your resume where it's like, well, yeah, you built a nice roster, but you also passed on. Like the transcendent quarterbacks
1: of this era, so right. It, it's hard. I mean, they do have the benefit of time, and I think if I was in their shoes, I mean, CJ Stroud just doesn't get me excited enough. I don't think to pull the trigger, mm. especially when you look at this roster. Um, I would, if you really wanted a quarterback, I would heavily, heavily consider Anthony Richardson over CJ Stroud in this spot. If you're Houston, if you oh. if you loved Richardson, that is. Um, I and mean, you have a plan, again, right? Man, Yes, exactly. You have a plan. You have a guy who, I mean, he's going to take some time. I mean, I said it when we broke down quarterbacks, I don't think he's as big a project as people think he is, but this roster is not going to help him out uh, if they went and took him. But uh, anyways, they, they have the benefit of time, man. And you kind of mentioned the desperation. You can kind of take advantage. I mean, if you're really able to take advantage of Indianapolis and interdivision rivals, uh, impatience and just frustration um, I would definitely trade down there. I mean, Vegas, I think, is a team to watch out for too. Yeah, uh, they've been bringing in a lot of quarterbacks on visits and stuff. Um, so maybe try and take advantage of them. But other than that, it's it's kind of tough. I don't see Seattle really trading up. I don't really see Detroit trading up. So,
0: yeah. Um, no, it's a good point. And then Houston has the twelfth overall pick, and mm-hmm. if Will Levis were to drop, you know, does the twelfth overall pick then become more? Appetizing to use um, the pairing of Stroud out two and Jackson Smith and Jigbat twelve yeah. to me remain, but you know, benefit of time can also mean this could be a Hendon Hooker candidate in the second. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of a out of the Philadelphia Eagles playbook, right? Lots of picks. Right. You take a swing. Maybe our guy DTR gets some shine and some love later on, and um, with the Josh McCown. You can build this, you know, some sort of modern offense with a new coach coming from the high school ranks. So lots of interesting things. And other interesting thing coming out of the draft world murmurs this week that this wide receiver class isn't as loved by the league as it is by media, which, frankly, I don't know that the media has gone (laughs) crazy over it. Um, Where do you rank this class? Where do you see this uh, this group ranking among some really special wide receiver groups we've seen in the last few years?
1: Definitely one of the weaker ones in the last five years or so. Yeah. Um, I think back to that group uh, with Calvin Ridley and DJ Moore. I can't remember what year that is, and I'd mm-hmm. probably put this class right up there with that one. I mean, you got some great players out of it. Ridley's a great player, and so is DJ Moore. Um, I just don't know if there's there's not a dog in this class. There's not many Jamar Chases and there's no Jamar Chases in this class. Um, you may even no, no, want to say there's no Jameson Williams or Devonde Smith's either. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. it's average. There's no Judy,
0: CD Lamb, Henry Ruggs either. You know, right. whether it's the upside rugs and lamb had or kind of that steady, really solid college resume that Judy had we're just maybe a smidge off 2018 was that year we had two first round receivers as you mentioned dj Moore, calvin ridley Cortland yep. sutton dante pettis christian kirk anthony miller james washington dj shark made the second round oof jake oof though that feels a lot like the names this year right like you've got the, a, a lot of similar comps. a there, lot man. of similar comps dude um gallup was a third rounder i'm trying to see if uh deshaun hamilton was a fourth rounder uh valdez Scanlink, a fifth rounder mm-hmm. uh very interesting russell gage a sixth rounder with commonest st brown cedric wilson braxton barrios all I mean, it's not terrible. Six-rounders as well. It's not terrible. It's not super-duper. Um, mm. And, yeah, the going was just so good the last several years, man. Um, 2022, we have six first-rounders. And then if you look at the second-rounders, I think it's another six right there. Um, and already tremendous returns from Wilson, Olave, um jahan dotson had his moments christian watson started to break out later in the year uh alec pierce and sky moore looked to be the real deal 2021 historic season that's not hyperbole um the numbers that jamar chase jalen waddle and Devonte smith they went in that order all put up were just incredible they're rookie seasons and you know it's it's continued um they're all like key parts of really dynamic offenses offenses that have kind of been flipped on their head. Thanks to those high draft picks. Um, they all go in the top 10. Kadarius Tony goes 20th. What a disaster. Rashad Bateman. We're waiting for him to pan out five that year in 2020 rugs, Judy lamb. I mentioned them. Jalen Ragar, Justin Jefferson, Brandon, Ayuk are the other first rounders. Um, and, you know, another extremely deep class with T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, the headliners to be drafted later on. Um, so, yeah, the going's just been pretty special the last couple of years. We're not at those levels. Um, but still, I think. I-, I hope and I think maybe a little better than 2018. I noticed I gave out over four and a half first round wide receivers in our last pod last couple whenever that number has now changed to three and a half
1: makes sense i have a top three a clear top three
0: clear top three and then it gets murky and that's the thing i think the bottom half of the first round is gonna be extra murky and i think in a lot of ways you'll be able to talk yourself into oh that third rounder the broncos drafted is uh was a first round grade for me you know um Over, so Jake, are you saying under three and a half? You think it's just three? Dang,
1: I think
0: so. Dang. Oh man, what a better tease than that. Stay tuned. Of course, three and a half is where you can find that prop for wide receivers drafted in round one at the one, the only, the inimitable. DraftKings Sportsbook, where over three and a half, which Jake Schler just gave out, is minus 175. And not just the NBA, NFL draft. Though, I mean, we're sickos, obviously. You can bet on that, and there's no better place than DraftKings. It's insane how many props they uh, make available. Last week, I did a whole mock inspired by DraftKings. Props, and I actually think it came out really nice, but it's also NBA playoff time and NHL and Batman's big hoops action with DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Um, get in on every game where new customers can make $5 pregame on a pregame money line bet and score 150 in bonus bets. That's for new customers only. It's a sweet deal, and there are no sweat, same game parlays, which are amazing. Um, basically a free same game parlay. You can go all in as you watch the playoffs with that. And then when you lose, you safen it up and use that safe bet somewhere else. Download the app now and sign up with code DMVR where new customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DMVR. Gambling problem call one 800 GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800 327 5050 or visit gambling helpline dot In New York, call 877 8 H O P E N Y or text H O P E N Y four six seven three six nine. In Kansas, call 1 800 522 4700 on behalf of. Of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus the most eligible states, but ages varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/slash sportsbook for details and state specific responsibility, responsible gambling resources.
1: And when you hit that bet of under three and a half wide receivers and you're feeling oh. yourself and need to look like it, hit up Shady Rays, Let's the independent go. sunglasses company that offers a world-class product. That's just as good as any expensive pair yes. I've ever worn. And I truly love my Shady Rays. I take them with me everywhere I go. I always walk into the office with them, always make sure I leave with them. They've become essential to my daily uh, outfit, really. Best part, if you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. Also, if you break or lose them, you can take advantage of that offer as well. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. And use code DMVR for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people.
0: Boom. All right. He teased it. Let's get into it. It's quite the class. How good it is is up for debate. That it's entertaining, I think, is not up for debate because you've got. No. You've got some guys that were superstars in college and how that translates is going to be very intriguing because everyone has a key little Nick. Get right into it. Who's your number one guy, Jake
1: Jackson Smith and Jigba. Oh, good sensor. I mean, uh, I said it when we were going through the season and he was hurt and we were looking at mock drafts and they would have him falling out of the first round entirely. Sometimes, having guys like Quinton Johnson go in the top 10. And I kept on saying, this isn't going to be how this goes. There's just no way how it goes. And thankfully, common sense prevailed as we kind of do this secular draft cycle stuff. And we come back around and it's just, it's easy. He's just the best wide receiver. Was the best wide receiver on a very good team uh, last season, two years ago, actually, uh, when Olave and Wilson were there, um, this guy, you can... Everyone's got a knock in this class, and he has his own. I mean, the top end speed is going to be what you hear, what you hear from a lot of people. Yep. But this guy ran best in class in the three cone. That shows up on tape. He's extremely shifty. He can get <laughs> off the line. Can yes. run some routes in the open field too. He can run with the ball and has the good instincts to make that happen. Mm. Um, Yak good daddy. Hands. Yeah. Yak daddy. Um, I mean, really, the only concern is the long speed. But I watched him. Go Mm -hmm. for 60, 70-plus numerous times at Ohio State. Um, Maybe if you have another guy, and just looking through the top 10 right now, so like Vegas, if you have someone with Devontae Adams, JSN fits in perfectly there. Um, Who else is up here? I mean, with DK Metcalf and Lockett, I think would be a nice fit, although at fifth overall, it's probably not going to happen, but that's just the scenario I see him thriving in.
0: New England at 14, only wide receivers that have worked have been in the slot, uh, finally mm-hmm. helped Mac Jones to some extent. I think that'd be intriguing. Um, yeah, man, I'm with you. It's uh, totally agree on the quickness. I do think the other knock would be slot only. But as I was telling you off, you know, in at the bar a couple days ago, um, the last two dominators of the league, to come out at wide receiver, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, two slot-only guys. Now, he's way smaller. He's much more of a slot-only type body. He's about um, Tyreek Hill size, six foot, 195. And crazy enough, that's bigger than a lot of wide receivers in this class. (laughs) Um, And it shows up in the yak. He Mm -hmm. and the contested ball stuff. He is ultra-competitive, winning, and he is just... A total menace when he is cutting on his routes, um like just forget it, man he can mm-hmm. he can turn on a dime to the point where he's the guy Ohio State's going to on like fourth and short, you know he's he's that money in getting open in the split second um he's not a true deep threat, you'll see him get caught from behind long- running long bombs, but he's so crazy quick that on like deep crossers and stuff he will get open deep um Mm -hmm. so you know you're not getting a Jalen Waddle Henry Henry Ruggs uh Tyreek Hill type of spacer where simply having him line up the defense must respect his speed to where you just bought yourself an extra 10 yards for someone else on your team um so you you gotta pair him with people like that and that's where, like, the locket metcalf pairing would be right. really intriguing um, because you already have the spacers built in for you. Uh, so, but as far as getting open, I, I really could see him being, like, the, the next Justin Jefferson in his own, like, wide receiver mold, you know. I've uh, got his, a comp for you. Please. Golden Tate. mm. I think Golden Tate was a little heavier, but it's not, yeah, it's, it's little not heavy, terrible a little quicker, but yeah. Yep. Um, it's not terrible at all. I, yeah, I just think his, his floor is so high, you know, and some of those contested catches, the one at Michigan where the throws way behind goes completely through a wide receiver's body as one at Nebraska, where it's like Michael Jordan style adjusting midair yes. to get that <laughs> foot down to score the touchdown. um, And, you know, so that we can break down all the technical, but what what I come back to is like, he's coming out a wide receiver. You the university that's produced the most dogs at wide receiver the last couple years. And he, he was the alpha. He was Mm -hmm. the alpha and whether he was playing, he was the alpha and getting more stats than Olave Wilson last year. When Olave Wilson wasn't there, he broke all the records in the Rose bowl. Mm -hmm. um he's he's a monster man he's a monster and he he's the dude at wide receiver you one of those two three universities that gets five stars galore and can do whatever they want talent just dripping first rounders all over and they're in the shit and they're looking at who's gonna get us out of it they called his number time and time and time again man um and that just matters like because because there are times where the eye test it's like, man, this guy barely looks special at all. Um, but it's just everything he does adds up to being pretty freaking special. So um, big fan, man. I think outside of the mm-hmm. the big, big, big dogs in this class, he's because of how safe he is and how much of an immediate impact he can have, um, you know, you you're not gonna wait long before you you put Jackson Smith and Jigba on your big board.
1: Right and high-profile recruit, and he's kind of just had this play style the whole time. Always quicker than fast, always able to be caught from behind. But he was recruited this way. He delivered as a recruit, and now he's being you know scouted this way for the draft. And I think he's going to deliver in that regard too. Beautiful.
0: Uh, his over under set at twelve and a half. Mm. If Houston Man. messes around and doesn't get a young quarterback, I could see him getting past that.
1: Yeah, I think so too. He's I'd an interesting
0: one. He's an interesting yep. one for sure. Okay. Wide receiver two. I'll My go. F- yeah, go ahead. Oh.
1: Zay. Um, it's our Zays. guys.
0: We each have a guy. Yeah. Your guy's been Zay. My guy's been Quentin Johnston. Um, where's Johnston fall for you? I'm at four. Okay. So um, just outside
1: of that top three.
0: Yeah, and I have Zay at three. Zay's a, let's start the conversation with Zay because he's such a fun one.
1: Yeah, uh just a playmaker. Um only five nine, one eighty two, but yeah. doesn't I mean he plays bigger than that really often? He's able to go above the rim, make some tough catches. He does have I love his frame too. I mean, he's got that strength to him. He's not getting pushed around like a lot of these other smaller guys um insanely quick feet super sharp cuts he plays out wide and in the slot yep um so you get huge. most of that from him huge was used as their move receiver uh motion all the time was used in the quick yes. game but also as a certified deep threat uh great and hands
0: direct handoffs right so yep. that's where you like the frame well they did at bc2 and they trusted him to take the ball and direct handoffs um, the question is gonna be played outside- outside inside and college. Does he have the long speed to play some outside in the pros? I think we feel both good to say yes, not just because he ran a four four two but because when on tape it's him and a he's right up there with the best of them in closing that gap on deep off coverage um and just like. He is he is going to put that pressure on you, and I think maybe it's not the long speed as much as it is that quick feet you mentioned that hit his pure acceleration. He just he's he plays fast. He just mm-hmm. plays fast. So I think as an outside deep threat, he does have that, and to me, plays even a little faster than the four four he ran.
1: For sure, uh, runs with the low center of gravity too. Is very sudden and make, when he uh, is in the cool. open field and always under control as a runner too. I mean, that guy dictates the tempo. He dictates the pace when he's got the ball in the open field. Uh Love his hands, man. He can go low, catch away from his body, go up above people. Um, He's just dynamic, man. And the, really the only thing that you knock on him is the size, the size and just kind of doubts if he can play outside in the NFL. Uh I love the kid, though. He's a great player. He's a playmaker.
0: Short arms, too. And that's really the only knock for me. Is there are some times where he has to go and grab some errant uh high high throws where he's not able to make them, or I'm I'm afraid he's gonna get murdered when he comes out, you know, like um mm-hmm. so I just there's a there's a smidge of a cap on his ceiling just because of that size. But you gotta love everything you just listed. And his numbers changed on DraftKings from twenty-four and a half to twenty-two and a half. Lots of buzz. He has the second shortest uh, odds after Jackson Smith and Jigba to be the first wide right receiver taken. And if he's taken in the latter half of the first round to like a playoff team with a a bit more juice on offense and he's just an added weapon and not like, you know, worst situation yeah. would be like going to the Giants where he has to be like the first. Yes. Um, that, that's where he, he scares me. As a, you know, as a filler, obviously God forbid he were to go to the chiefs or chargers. Um, Yeah. And there's Antonio Brown's been a popular comp. Um, Mm. That's, that's the highest end. Like, let's be honest.
1: Yeah. I'm not ready to go there though. There's some like less thick Tyreek Hill
0: to how he can impact the game. Obviously that's, it's a bit much, you know, and less thick Mm -hmm. is saying a lot because, Tyreek Hill, like, has some deceptive, like, he's 198. And when he comes back and contests balls, he can do more. And when he runs, yak-wise, he can bounce off a few more tackles than Zay can. And he's got probably, I mean, like, I think he's the fastest dude in the entire NFL. So a smidge more of an extra gear. He's got some Debo to his game. Yeah, yeah. Obviously ultra small. T.Y. Hilton's a comp I've seen. That's intriguing. D.Y. Hilton with some slot versatility changes that equation significantly.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: When Zay has that, um, you know, there's some Jahan Dotson
1: to his game. Yes. I could see that for sure. It's tough. He's been tough for me to like nail down a comp though. He's I'm, very not go, it's very yeah, I'm not ready to go. Yeah, I'm not ready to go full Debo. I'm not ready to go full A B. Um, but he reminds me of those players for sure.
0: Yeah, I um I just think AB illustrates kind of some of the ceiling and outside, inside, and combo of smaller body who's just a real route technician and also has some speed to take the top off.
1: Yeah, he's and, got the feet
0: like AB. And frankly, more speed than AB had to take the top off, which is why AB goes on day three um, and ran like a four or five coming out the Mac. And this kid's running four fours and shows it against teams like Clemson and what have you consistently on tape. Um, no. Quentin Johnston, to me, just has a smidge more ceiling, uh, while clearly the floor isn't as high. I've just undervalued wide receivers like this too often in my history as a draft analyst. Hopkins, Devontae Adams, Michael Thomas, the bigger Keenan Allen, the Cortland Sutton, um, the bigger wide receiver, and we did this with DK Metcalf, who was faster than right. Johnston is. Similarly explosive because Johnston had like all time jumps at his size. Um, and I mean, I, I think regular listeners to this pod aren't going to be surprised because to me there was a long stretch where he should have been the Heisman finalist for the Horn Frogs and the amazing season they had, because every week TCU was pulling out this miraculous win. And it was in large part thanks to an incredible catch that Quentin Johnston was able to do. J- Jake, you you broke this guy down and covered him in the first game going into the season. And what was his rate? What was his draft range then?
1: 30 to 40? I think it was, yeah, fringe first round there. Um, right. Kind of like where DeAndre Hopkins went, like very, very back into the first round.
0: Right. And then he has this season, and somehow we've almost knocked him back to his range being back to the late first early. Like, I I do not understand how that happened because this year he's just had an all-time season. So the size contested ball stuff, otherworldly, very special, and it's why I'm less concerned about any drops. I think the yak ability is incredibly high. Ball mm-hmm. in his hand, explosive, dynamic, gets Michigan right. Um, does it at the highest level against Big 12 defenses. And then what you hear consistently, and I think it does show up on tape is the, um, deceptive like quickness for a guy this size, you know? So, okay. He's a little raw in his route running, but. He shows the skills. He shows the raw athletic ability to do what he, you know, unlike Keely Ringo, who's the cornerback version of DK Metcalf and is like a a freak in every other measure, but three cone and agility testing went really poorly. And now he's going to drop to the second, probably Johnston. It's just like, we need to work on that stuff. So to me, I mean, the upside really is Hopkins, uh, Devontae Adams he's had an incredible season and he's as safe a prospect you know like he's not maybe he's not the safest but I think he's more safe than people give him credit for as just like an outside big body with some yak and quickness that's deceptive and you'll get like I don't understand why this guy's not getting the Drake London treatment in a lot of ways like I don't see a huge difference between the upside downside um you know calculation we were doing with drake london a year ago and he went top five and none of us blinked an mm. eye but now Quentin johnson's getting the hopkins adams treatment so i don't know i'm just a big fan of the guy and maybe i'm kind of rambling on this one
1: no i like him too um i think there's a lot of questions just about the testing i mean he only did jumps at the combine so a lot of it was pro day stuff and even yep. then when that stuff was coming out it was like weird we were getting a wide range of Areas that he ran is 40 and I think they settled at like a four, four, nine, which is fine. I didn't have concerns about his speed, honestly. And he's not a burner. I mean, I think a lot of people, and you said it, DK Metcalf is probably going to draw some natural comparisons just because of the size. He's not that fast though, as DK. Um, He's not going to like outrace many defenders to the pylon if they have an angle on him. But as you Mm -hmm. mentioned, he can, he's got such a nose for big plays and he plays with this almost like physical edge kind of, especially when the ball is in his hands, mm-hmm. you see it a lot more. I wish I'd see that a lot more, you know, off the line and through his routes. Yeah. Um, but you have that um, plays with like really good suddenness for that size too. Um, he can be very violent when he cuts in his routes and when he cuts in the open field, I'm saying um, the hands, the hands, I know people are kind of iffy on too, but. I mean, just get the ball in this guy's hands, get him on. I mean, he can work all three levels. Right. Um, he's not going to be your DK Metcalf where you just send him on a nine route and draws two defenders. I don't think every time, but he's going right. to go up and he's going to make some incredible catches from time to time.
0: Yeah, total. I mean, that's what hop does, you know, like, and I don't think hop was seen as a technician route runner, but he's become that. And then he's got the contested right. ball stuff and it's just like mm-hmm. a sick combo. Um He's a fun, I mean, that's this draft for you though. Like yep. to some, he's a fringe top 10 pick to others. He's a late first rounder, you know, like uh, the, the range. And it sounds like not to say that you're, you know, it sounds like you've got more of a mid first on him. I don't know. Um,
1: Yeah. I mean, I definitely uh, take him after the first three. Lance Zerline had his comp on NFL.com is Alshon Jeffrey, Alshon Jeffrey. I think he's got more juice than Alshon did. Yes. Um,
0: by far. Oh so. my God. By far.
1: Yeah, I don't like that comp.
0: No, and Alshon went in the second, and in retrospect, should have been a first-rounder that year. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the other... Like, there's nothing wrong with having, like, a sick number-two outside wide receiver who's more of a possession guy, you know? And just, like... But really good at doing that job. Anquan
1: Bolden. We all love Anquan Bolden. Larry Fitzgerald was the one, but Anquan was sick, you know? I look at teams like uh, Dallas uh with CD Lamb across from him um Jacksonville I'd think about it too with Calvin Ridley and the weapons they have there
0: Bro. Buffalo
1: I think would be nice too um so yeah I mean he's definitely like a back end target I think there might be a fight at the back end of the first round for this guy
0: Right like Buffalo who's you know they've tried the big wide receiver and it's eh, Gabe Davis has his moments but he's a massive update upgrade on Gabe Davis are you kidding me
1: I like Gabe Davis, too. Maybe you're convincing me that over the three and a half is uh, the move here, but just barely. He's the question mark for me, though. I Addison's the, the guys, lock, huh? I
0: think Addison's in. I was looking back how many times, you know, how many times does a Belitnikoff Award winner not go really high? Lately, they've gone pretty high. You know, it's guys like Devontae Smith and what have you. And this year we have two. Because we have the Bolitnikov winner from us uh, two seasons ago, and then mm-hmm. the most recent Bolitnikoff winner who has not been brought up yet, Jalen Hyatt. Yeah. Um it, which is where I felt good about the over four and a half, frankly. Mm-hmm. And Addison is an interesting one because that that pit tape is better, probably.
1: He he has some injuries and stuff last year. Um But he dominated in spurts, too, man. (laughs) Yes. If you watch the UCLA game, you're going to be like, what? Who is this kid? I know. Uh, The battle against Clark Phillips in the Utah games were really good. I mean, both won, both lost. Um, Again, plays all over the place. Can line up wide out of the slot. They play him out of the backfield um, with some easy targets out of there. He's got that stop-start ability in his route running. The comp I love is Calvin Ridley. Maybe not as much speed and maybe not as much size, just barely. Um, I think he's literally like twenty pounds off and like two tenths off in the forty, but it's close enough in terms of the route running to get me there. He's got the short area quickness to win short and in- intermediate, but he can you know get behind the defense too. Oh, yeah. um, love his release game. Shows a good understanding of spacing and finds open windows down the field for the quarterback to locate. I mean, that's not hard. That's not easy, man playing with guys like Caleb Williams and Patrick Mahomes like you got to be in mind mesh with those guys and understand their play style kind of better than they do yeah. to find those windows when the play breaks down and he does a great job of that.
0: Definitely does. Um he turns me off a little bit with some of those games where he's not dominating at USC this year. Yeah. And then he's like he's dropping a few low passes and stuff like that. And then he's he's actually six feet. So he's not five nine like Zay, but yes. he's 180 pounds. Um I think he bounces off tackles a little better than like Zay, though. So mm-hmm. it doesn't show up as much. Um but he's he's just small. Um the comp I love is Brandon Cooks. I think there's some outside inside. I think the ability to be a really good outside wide receiver, maybe not elite speed, not certainly not elite size, but you check off all the boxes and you get it done. Pac-12 comp as well. Um, And there's a bit of a ceiling limitation to that. Brandon Cook's
1: comp as well. Uh, He's got to play next to someone. Just like all these guys, he's got to be next to a dog. Right, right. And that's
0: why Jackson Smith and Jigba is the top. To me, he can be the alpha dog of a wide receiver room from the slot. The other guys can be the Robin to someone's Batman.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And there's no shame in being the T Higgins to the Jamar Chase. There is no shame. We just want to be like and honest in our assessments because not a, you you just can't have every year be the 2020 wide receiver class. Anything else you want to say on Addison?
1: Um, no, I mean, just last year. I mean, that the tape from last year when he was playing at Pitt with Kenny Pickett kind of sold me already. Um, everything from this year was kind of just a cherry on top. I mean, just confirming priors, really, and then the injury stuff, it happens. Um, not yeah. going to ding him for that, so – yeah,
0: and I mean, let's be clear. He's a top twenty prospect for me. Um, yeah, or at least at least top thirty, like in in the top twenty five range. He's mm-hmm. he's very good. Um, he's just super solid. It's just that that ultimate ceiling that's a bit of a question to me. But I actually think the floor is really high. Um, and he's like he's had a really good career. I just, you know, I've I've licked, I've looked at that Belitnikov award, and there's guys I overrated like Robert Woods or what have you, and right, you know, I just want to properly assess um, the ceiling. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's all we're trying to do. No need to properly assess the ceiling at Breckenridge Brewery, where they. Can really uh, the the ceiling is endless, especially in the summer. You wanna uncork a cold one? They have you covered, and uh, not just the summer, but this Avs run. We do Avs runs in the NHL Stanley Cup against the Kraken. We're gonna take that on with a nice little Breck Avalanche Ale top ale on the market these days they have you covered nice and refreshing bold flavor you can check out the old beer locator at breckbrew.com to find a beer near you was kind of other side of town recently um stopped at a pub to kind of get lunch real quick and uh had myself a fun slinger very nice feels like fun slinger season right now and breck abs ale season as well so check them out that again is the old breck beer locator at breckbrew.com to find a breck
1: beer near you shout out to fubo tv who has over 140 live channels of sports shows movies and news uh i've been watching a lot of succession but when i'm not watching that i've been oh, crushing yeah. fubo tv it's the only place or the best place to watch the abs and nuggets on altitude and abc with fubo tv um, we got spring game coming up for the buffs. You can watch oh, that on there on ESPN. Yes, sir. No, um, way. it says here 6 p.m. I'm telling you, it's 4:22 at 1 p.m., <laughs> however, though, I know for sure. Uh, no contracts, no cable, no hassle. Just sign up and start watching. You can start watching immediately with a seven-day free trial. Uh, Go to www.fubotv.com slash DMVR to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro www.fubotv.com slash DMVR.
0: Okay. Now it gets funky, fun, interesting. We get to talk about actual Broncos targets. Cause let's face it. You, you thought there was a clear cut top three. Mm -hmm. Looks like, there's more of a clear cut top four. You're just oh, hating for, on that yeah. guy, Quentin
1: Johnston. Not hating. It's just I. I just feel more confident in year one, two, three production from Addison and Zay than I do Quentin Johnston. No, I
0: feel that. I mean, he's more of a long-term project. How you see the rest of this wide receiver class, though, boy? Because I mean, we could go. We could go with. I. We could just keep stacking small guys. And ignore anyone with size even um, uh. because when you really get into this class is when you start having sleepless nights and you're like, well, wait, why is Josh Downs ranked any lower than Addison? How different are they really? Or, gosh, is Tank Dell, who was more productive in a similar conference, really that much off of uh Zay flowers and like why is marvin mims not getting more love like there mm-hmm. are small guys for days in this class and then you can mix it up and add some size too um who would you highlight first and maybe we want to have that hyatt conversation right off the
1: bat we can do that i think i've got mims ahead of him though man
0: Woo! that's my guy that's my guy yeah. right there good for you jake
1: uh um, i mean yeah just super shifty has great speed he can take the top off of defense. Yes, a defense right? a 438 yes, so sir. you have that he shows amazing body control um, yeah. and shiftiness in his releases and routes he made some amazing catches at ou and the quarterback play this year ou's offense this last year is uh it's going down a path that uh, i'm not fond of too no, much no. Baylor spreadish, Dylan Gabriel just running around there trying to do things. Um, they definitely missed the structure of a Lincoln Riley offense. And Marvin Mims had his best season this year in this offense with Josh Levy, but um man, I think just in a pro style offense, get this guy running routes, have him be your slot guy. If you miss out on, you know, someone like Zay Addison. Uh, in the first round. I think this is a soft or safe pick that you can take in the top 50 um, and get yourself a solid slot receiver who can take the top off a defense. Is he going top 50? He's got the speed, man. He Um,
0: should, right? He should. It's not like he wasn't on radars. At least I don't know about scouting radars, but like certainly on like, Oh, Oh, Good college football players to be aware of on like blue blood programs. Like we've known about Marvin Vince for a minute, man. Didn't yeah. just come out of nowhere. Um, so no, I'm, I'm with, for me, he is like, uh, right in that top 50 mix, no doubt. Um, so I'm with you. Downs is in that mix too, and Hyatt is too. And Hyatt's about as tough an evil as we've had in, uh, Jesus, man. Long time, brother. Mm-hmm. I mean, not since the Art Briles, uh Baylor offense where Literally. that that one gave us some headaches back in the day as well. Um that's where Hyatt's at, though,
1: because a lot of these he's running free. I I have never seen a player so score so many touchdowns just on broken coverages than Jalen Hyatt. It's crazy.
0: Nope. All right, you just did an amazing like I'm you're you're giving the Marvin Mims breakdown and I'm thinking, God, he knows ball so good. So ex- <laughs> explain how Hyatt's doing that. Because he's not just Houdini. Part of this is the offense as well.
1: Yes, the offense. Um we kind of talked about this when we did Hendon Hooker, and yeah. a lot of people have been mean about it on Twitter. Um, but it's just it's an easy offense to run. He gets so many free releases you know, where they do like the stack formation. They got a receiver in front of him off the line and he gets like eight yards clear of his release. He doesn't have to do anything off the line. He just wins with the speed. Um, so he's obviously a downfield threat, has the speed and that flourishes in these type of offenses. Yeah, I mean, um, it's unguardable in these type of, because that, that cushion,
0: he eliminates that cushion in like literally a blink of an eye, man. He's yep. crazy and he's not even... You know, it's one of these weird frames where he doesn't even like run upright. He looks a little like uh, he's got a bit of a like old man, like lean. Like he doesn't but yeah. he just flies, bro. And he's got mm-hmm. size. He he tracks it over the shoulder well. Um, it's just such a tough evil. But there are times where you do get to see it, uh, the man matchup, and he just he eats those up. Yeah.
1: Freaking. You mentioned the frame, long, lengthy, but like slim frame yeah. that I kind of like. Um, but he does kind of play with a stiffness that I'm just it's I can't weird. really get over. It's, it's so weird. Yeah, it's really weird. First
0: yak trait of the top six guys.
1: Easy. Yes. Yes.
0: And they would um, they would give him like sweeps and stuff like that. He's getting tackled. Like the second you touch him with the pinky falling yep. to the ground, he's going down. It's frustrating, honestly.
1: Yeah, that's why it's tough for me, man. I mean, he's got he's definitely like Will Fullerish in Dude. the fact that he needs three plays and the dude's got 120 yards and a touchdown, and that's, that's right. enough. That's right. Um he can and, catch the ball in traffic, I think. Go ahead.
0: Let me tell you, the Will Fuller comp is where I keep coming back to. Yeah. But like he has Will Fuller had way more drops. That was the Will Fuller knock and then it turned out will fuller had way more injuries he doesn't yes. have either of those knocks like the the hands are fairly safe he's got, he's got great. Yeah. so it's just like shit i i don't love it like the the tape there's a lot to criticize and be like man the offense and he doesn't do this he doesn't do that but it's like the old scouting adage of like what is it that he does do dwell on that it's like yeah i mean this is what
1: guys get paid like Boku bucks to do. Exactly. Um, so that's what makes it hard. But then it's like you look at, you know, uh, the player that comes to mind for me is not a comp, but like Jalen Guyton at the Chargers. Like he fills that role perfectly. Mm-hmm. He can just stretch the field. He can catch a bomb for you every now and then. Um, right. But I just, what do you offer me more than Hyatt? Like, I don't know if I can trust you to kind of break a tackle and make a 10-yard gain after the catch. Um, you can like use him in the screen game and get him out on you know those easy designed like extended handoff type plays. Well,
0: but again, um, I tr- I trust him very little yak ball in his hands. Like he's exactly. not a creative runner, doesn't break tackles. He also gives me a bit of Christian Watson pops, who came along second half, man, last year. Yeah. Came yeah. along. Um, and I was
1: not high on Watson mm-hmm. at all. I liked Watson. I liked Watson. I'm a little eh, on Hyatt. I I just can't quite get there with him. I see why a lot of people like him and I get it from that regard, but I just, I don't know. I just don't want to expect too much out of the guy and not, uh, you know, just look like a fool at some point. So.
0: It's a, it's a great dilemma to have. Who would you like to get into next?
1: Oh, let's see. We haven't
0: talked Josh let's, Downs. How high is that? Let's Josh go to Downs? Josh Downs. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, I liked him a lot. So I watched <laughs> yeah. him after I watched Kaisan Bote and Nathaniel Dell, and I came out liking Josh Downs more than those guys. Yeah. Um Dell, I guess the more direct comparison to Booty, but Downs, a lot of slop a lot of slot reps. Um, very yes. sudden movement, though. I, I like his hands. I think he's got some of the best hands in the class. Uh, has a variety of releases, can win off the line. He doesn't have that long speed. He's not a burner, but he's got that quickness and burst in the open field. I mean, yep. really the opposite of Jalen Hyatt. I mean, I trust this guy to make a play after the catch and yeah. to slip out of a tackle or two. Um, again, lots of slot work, can work out of the backfield too, gets open in his routes, shows good body control. Yeah. Um, just five nine one seventy one it's hard
0: i know especially for a dude who like part of the appeal is that he plays hard he plays bigger than that yes sooner or later that catches up in the nfl um i think these guys are all in the mix for top 60 though High yeah. end with a bit more juice probably than that even and then tank dells really intriguing, man the production's elite the ability to get open from the slots elite um quickness is there he's a non-football football athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can only get away with having so many of these. He's smaller than even these small guys. Yeah. <clears throat> he's going to help you in the return game. He is so slender. I think there's a bit of a limit to how much of a deep threat he can truly be for you. Yeah. And I think he's more of a carve you up and from the slot kind of guy. And, you know, we'll, Mm. feels a bit gadgety feels a bit like a uh, the Wanddale yes. wandale type prospect of the last few years um you know obviously i was losing my shit with what he did at the senior bowl um the production some of the tape makes you want to lose makes you lose your shit as well super fun dude these guys don't always work out i'll be rooting for him hard though
1: yeah, um, I definitely see. I mean, lightning quick, definitely quicker than fast. I mean, he fits that uh, analogy yeah. to the yeah. Got a lot of easy targets, and I think that's – I mean, he racked up the production. Um, yeah, that's, One of the uh, best producing receivers in the class.
0: Yep, back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons, over 200 receptions. That's the old Dana Holgerson, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yep. Um, I, He does lack, I mean, the size. Again, 5'8", 165 lacks that physical element. I mean, I minuscule. Yeah, man, those bigger corners in the NFL, I just have a feeling they're going to swallow him up. And I, it's, I you said it, he's gadgety, man, and he can contribute in the return game. So I think he will be like a high day three pick, maybe back into day two pick, uh, for a team that's looking to add some speed. I mean, really like two, two Atwell well maybe not even that fast, but like, that's the role I that agree going a half for him. Yeah. Um, you got to draft him to return kicks. You have to. Uh, Other than that, he's not going to produce.
0: Couldn't he be some, like,
1: KJ Hamler insurance? Yeah. I mean, if you work him out the slot, kind of design some free releases for him and just let that speed kind of work or that quickness kind of work, he can definitely do some things. I mean, he's great in the screen game. Yeah. Um, If you can get it to him on the perimeter and get some blockers in front, I mean you're going to get these ripoffs of, you know, 15, 20 plus yards Mm -hmm. sometimes. Um, And even just the solid like eight yard gains, he can do that because of how quick he is. I'd qualify
0: Uh, him as a, like the kind of athlete I'd like to see Sean Payton have to work with.
1: Yes. I mean, he's amazing in space, man. I mean, on returns. And then like when he catches the ball and he's able to make a defender miss watch out because he just has these instincts in the open field um, that not a lot of these guys have. Jalen Hyatt doesn't have his instincts with the ball in his hands. Um, so, yeah, he's a really tough case, too. Um, the hands I have a bit of an issue with, too. Um, yeah, not, not really reliable hands da- deep down the field, um, which I think is why he got a lot of those easy targets. There's a lot to like, but I think there's plenty of concerns with him, too. No doubt.
0: Let's get into some guys that maybe we haven't talked about yet that you think you'd be kicking yourself. If we didn't, you've touched on Keishon Bowdy and then guys, you'd maybe uh, like to see the Broncos target either. or.
1: So I'm intrigued by these kind of bigger receivers um, later on in this class, guys like AT Perry out of wake forest, uh, Jonathan Mingo out of Ole Miss. Um, I mean, yeah. This is a class seriously lacking in size. And these guys all over six feet. Um, good length, especially in A.T. Perry's case. I like him quite a bit. Yeah. Um, just a little, little stiff for me. I mean, he does have that hip sync for a bigger guy. Um, I just don't know open field wise if he's gonna, you know, really be dynamic after the catch. Jonathan Mingo, I like what he did at the senior bowl. He gets off the line really, really well. Quick if feet.
0: He's got buzz, man. Post combine. Yeah. He's got some buzz. Six two two twenty. Yes. Looks a little Debo-esque, if you know what mm. I mean. And that's where the buzz is. Really kinda of like he just turned on the tape, pause it before you even watch the first play. You're like, oh shit, who's this guy?
1: That's John Tango. Yep. yep. So he gets me excited a bit. Uh Cedric Tillman at Tennessee. I kind of like too, man. Is that like the one true
0: X receiver in this whole class?
1: I I think
0: so. It <laughs> might actually be it, dude. And we're we're losing it in that stupid Tennessee offense. Like I know, I can see a few years from now him being like at the very back to that 2018 comp, the 2018 wide receiver class, being like the Michael Gallup of the group. Like ah, right. Yeah, or the Valdez link, sure. where it's like, oh man, he actually yes. was one of the better ones. Um, I had a moment where I thought rashid Rice of SMU was intriguing and good. Um, boof, hated the Senior Bowl testing's been average, yeah. and that SMU offense is just like, yep, no thanks. Um. I'm gonna wait to talk about he. Michael Wilson out of Stanford is six two two thirteen. Man. Re- really nice senior bowl. Um, fantastic number two wide receiver with a nice combo of like route route running, size, physicality, catchability, um, some like Eric Decker to his game. It's just the injuries that need to be sorted out. And he's getting some late buzz now where some people are being hot takey and putting them in their like top six wide receivers, you know. Yes. Like, like, well crazy. You're not a doctor asshole. So what do you like, I know your your <laughs> opinion's useless? Um I'm sorry. That's the semi friend of the show, Chris <laughs> Sims. Um Xavier Hutchinson, like rinse and repeat mm-hmm. what I just said about Michael Wilson with maybe a little less juice and without the injury history. So that's fun. Um yep
1: uh I'll throw in uh our guy from the or my guy from the senior bowl, senior bowl Andre Ayasovis from Princeton and who's got the size speed Yes um, he
0: does yes he eye. does he's uh he's got some buzz too How about Puka Nakua out of BYU 62201 would mm. take some direct runs very competitive at the catch point has not tested all that great um you know for a guy who at that size was getting like Direct sweeps and what have you. Um, mm-hmm. so I think he's a guy who you could wait on and maybe even take a swing on day three. And then the two guys out of Cincy, Tyler Scott, who's more of the more complete wide receiver, but five ten one seventy seven, 177. And then my guy, Trey Tucker, five nine one eighty two, 182, little quicks, route running, little just tank, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Trey Tucker would be a lot of fun with the Broncos, but Scott's got some stuff to him where he's got some inside outside and he's got some competitiveness at the catchability. Um he's fun. And then since we're like basically naming everyone from a top twenty, um, Jaden Reed out of Michigan State, juicy wide receiver, got some speed mm-hmm. to him. A little smaller, but in that five uh, one eighty range, five eleven, one eighty range. Um had good couple seasons at Michigan state under a uh, midnight Mel, So um, pretty fun right there.
1: I'll throw out Ronnie bell too. Um, he <laughs> just made plays at Michigan. Um, You're obligated hands. Yeah, yeah, I have to um, yeah. just not top end in terms of size, speed type of stuff. And then um, shout out to Justin. I'll throw out Jalen Cropper too out of Fresno state. That guy made some plays with Jake Hayner, throwing him the ball. Uh they were a very good combo.
0: There you go. Love that. Trey Palmer out of Nebraska getting some buzz. He's fast at oh. six foot 192. Um what about booty? What I'm about booty? Let's because coming into the season, yeah, top man. 20 prospect. Mm-hmm. Um and that season he just had, you know, disastrous season, Coach O gets fired all the stuff that happened at LSU, horrible quarterback play. He had a big time year where he just size, speed, spectacular catches, uh, promising grout running, right? Um, And none of it was happening on a consistent level, but it was happening at a pretty high production level in the SEC and with all that context of the disaster that LSU was. Yeah. So going into this season, we had huge expectations. And between off field stuff and adjusting to Brian Kelly and just not having that good of a year, he's just a dude now. He's just a guy.
1: He really struggled catching the catching the football last year. It was Hands really hard. Problem. You see it the year prior,
0: too. And you forgive mm-hmm. it because you're seeing the spectacular catches. Once those went away, and he kind of got in the doghouse for it too, you know.
1: Right. Yeah. I, but it's just tough with this whole LSU situation. Um, and I don't know. I mean, why didn't he enter the portal? Why didn't it, I mean, all these other guys entered the portal. Eli Ricks left. He didn't have a great year, but like at least he gave himself a shot to go somewhere else. The quarterback situation wasn't great. Jaden Daniels was all mm-hmm. right, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like he could have done himself more favors, maybe going to a different school and seeing... Just him in a different setting because it was not good the last two years at LSU. If,
0: if you remember, there's a point in last off season where he takes LSU off all his social media, and yes. there was, and I, I think maybe they might have just gave him a bag. And at the same yeah. time, like as shitty as things were the year prior, you did enough to put yourself in that like top ten overall combo. So it's like, okay, we're upgrading the play calling. We're upgrading the quarterback. We're upgrading everything else around me. I might as well stay around. I just need to do as well as I did last year, you know?
1: Right. Um, only listed at, I think, 5'11", 195, too. Um, So you wish you right. had that size. Only ran four or five flat. <sighs> Damn, um, man. Testing's just a little underwhelming. I mean, right. the jumps aren't great, man. He only jumped 29 in the vert. Nine and (laughs) ten in the broad.
0: Okay, so twenty nine is
1: bad. Twenty nine's
0: bad, bad, bad. Um, he's lost. He was
1: bought out, man. He was bought out last year. Like he was just not there mentally, and I don't think he's been training very hard. Um, because I do think he should have had much better numbers than this. It's yeah. It's really hard to say.
0: He's lost every ounce of shine to his name. Um, I mean. Broncos draft him, how would you feel?
1: Um, I'd be hyped. <laughs> yeah. There <laughs> you go. Know, I just said. Awesome.
0: <laughs> He's going to end up with around three grade. He's going to be right there in the mix with Cedric Wilson, uh, Tillman, Wilson, Tillman, Cedric Tillman. Um, you know, I'm still willing to believe that 2021 guy is there. Yeah. I really am. Um, And I think once you get into that range of Mingo and Tillman, you know, it's all these sec guys who like I'm willing to squint and believe they could be this, but I also know there's some real buyer beware to them. So Mm -hmm. top hundred. Cool. I wouldn't exactly spend a top 60 on them. Yeah. I mean, it's the
1: interviews and what the teams actually learn from him. Speaking to him is going to play a huge role. It's
0: going to be huge. It's going to be huge. Because his career might just be on this downward trajectory for Ebsies and you do not Mm want to buy low on it because you're actually buying high. Or it could have just been the year from hell after a pretty hellish year, the year prior. And Mm -hmm. wow, in just a functional football environment, this guy's going to take off.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Bit of Odell Beckham Jr. to the profile. Testing He's, falls quite short, though. Testing falls quite short.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, some of the tape, like his best tape, is literally eye popping. Um, it is, and it's some of the worst tape in class, actually, from what I saw, just in terms of twenty twenty two stuff.
0: Yeah, there's a. He was kind of like the hyperbole king on the last off season because there is some really eye popping yeah, shit that'll make you say some crazy
1: stuff about him. Yeah, I loved him, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, really interesting. Okay, now that we've literally broken down like 30 names, <laughs> your two favorite Broncos targets, one for the third, one for
1: day three. Um, I'll throw A.T. Perry's name. Huh? Adds a bit of size. Um, He does kind of remind me, remind me of Cortland Sutton some just in terms of I mentioned the hip sink I think he's got a bit of that Cortland was kind of just outrageous with that when he was coming out yeah um but as a guy another bigger target I think gives you insurance I mean we saw last year it was obviously a disaster with the receiving core um and not having like that kind of big play over the top you know mossing guys type of player you can get that in AT Perry and then to add some speed, I mean, I love Marvin Mims. I don't know if he'll be there day three. Um, you could flip
0: them, say Marvin Mims is your round three target and A.T. Perry is your day three target.
1: Yeah, we can we can do that. I think A.T. Perry is going to go pretty high, though. Do you? I think, uh, I mean, man, just with how small this receiving class is, he's got the production yeah. to back it up. Yeah. Maybe he isn't the best athletically. Um I could see him going higher. I mean, Trey Palmer ran the, the fastest 40 of all the ride receivers. If you're looking for speed, that'd be another kind of round three target too.
0: Um, man, I think I'd go tank as my round three target. Um, just, there's something about that kid, man. And I think Judy and him could make some nice combinations. Um, Especially with like Dulcich or some more tight end help mm-hmm. out of the slot. And day three, um, I'll go Puka Nakua. I really think there's a there's some something with this kid. When I was watching the Blake Freeland tape, there was there was mm-hmm. a lot of eye pop. So there you go.
1: There it is. We
0: will get into. We've got two more pre drafts. We're going to get into all the O-line big need for the Broncos, or is it? We'll get into that. And then a little, like, lead up to the week of preview. But it's going to be a fun one. Jake, really had a good time doing this uh, with you again. Shout out to Justin. Check out all his... Spring game coverage insane. Were you seeing those clips he was putting out with the fog from the field? It's, it's like something out of like a 1960s NFL film. It's amazing. Um, this is they, a safe place, right?
1: It is a safe place. Those are some badass pictures from that uh CSU scrimmage, no doubt. Badass no pictures. No, doubt, I had to text man. Justin about them. I was like, I can't shut you out on socials. But those are sick, man.
0: Those are sick. RG as well, doing amazing stuff. And uh, I mean, nothing but big announcements. Spring game coming, big stuff coming for Jakester and the MVR buffs. So always stay tuned to that. And of course, soon enough, Broncos guys, they're unleashing all their draft stuff. I will be doing um, some stuff with them. Shows coming up soon, so we've got you covered with anything and everything draft wise. Stay tuned, baby. It's our season presented by DraftKings. Thank you, DK. Thank you all for tuning in. Have a great week.